0: There comes a point in our lives when we strive to define our true meaning and purpose. Many of us move through our existence day after day, living through the same cycles and patterns that leave us feeling unfulfilled and searching for more. For those of us seeking a way to transform life, to capture fulfillment in every moment, to redefine how we perceive the truths of our reality so we can live this life to its fullest this is the live this life podcast yeah! and i'm your host heath cummings i'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question every day are you living or are you killing time What's going on, everybody? In today's episode, I am super excited to feature a friend who I've watched make some monumental shifts in his life over the past couple of years, Joe Walters. Joe is a Marine veteran, is an inspirational leader and men's coach. He's dedicated his life to uplifting and supporting men who struggle with anger, grief, relationships, and are looking for more meaning and more purpose in their life. And he is doing it with his new effort, The Positive Veteran. And you can find him at Positive veteran Coaching. Dot .com Joe welcome to the show my man. Great to be here heath has been looking forward to this very much. I know we've uh, we had a couple little hiccups but we're finally here. Joe and I connected back in I think uh late 2019 when we were supposed to go out to Malibu, California together and be on the show Optimistic and the Positive Head podcast and be a part of a retreat in Malibu. And ultimately, Joe went, had a great time and had some great experiences and stuff that's kind of led him to the road he's at. But I ultimately didn't get to go on that trip. Uh, But we stayed connected, and I've watched Joe make some awesome, awesome adjustments in life and moving in his power and all the stuff that he's doing. And it's awesome. It's awesome to watch somebody kind of bloom out of all the things that they were doing in life and change things up. And it's pretty cool. I'm excited to talk to you about it. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to share. So before I get started, (laughs) I usually ask a pretty predictable question, and that is, what does it mean to live your best life, according to Joe Walters?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, living my best life is is just living in alignment with my purpose and having control over my actions, my reactions, and my triggers. That was really the moment everything shifted for me, and I was living my best life when I was no longer a slave to my triggers, and I was really taking control of my actions. That's when I really stepped into my full purpose and my full alignment.
0: Awesome, man. I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Like you just you stop living a life that other people are sort of making for you and you don't let your triggers get the best of you and when you can grab a hold of all that stuff it takes time but when you grab a hold of all that it's amazing how much life can actually shift for you and then what usually follows after that is you want to tell the world you know you want everybody to be in the same perspective and change positions like you had been in you want them to be in the position that you're in um so congratulations man i'm glad to see things going so
1: awesome for you yes thank you very much
0: so Let's give everybody like a background of kind of like what what gets you to where you're at right now as far as, you know, where you've come from and, and what led you to the road that you're on.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I grew up in northern New Jersey. My my father is or was and still is a cop. He's actually police chief in northern New Jersey right now. So grew up in that kind of household. Uh, growing up, I wanted to volunteer. So I was on the fire department, always kind of trying to give back, help, did the sports thing, but it wasn't really too much into it. Um, but always kind of looking outside myself growing up for happiness. You know, I did the fire department. I wanted to give back, but it was. I was always kind of following other people's dreams. So it didn't, it kind of led me to a lot of dead ends. You know, I did the fire department thing. Then I went to college for fire science, actually, thought I was going to be a firefighter. And very quickly came up to me after a couple semesters, there was something in my gut saying, this isn't, this isn't the path for you. So I got out of, the, uh, got out of college and I actually ended up getting a job for the DPW, the P- Department of Public Works in my town, which... Everyone's like, "Wow, great job! Not easy to come by. You have, you have your career set for you. You can retire in twenty years and make, you know, one hundred twenty thousand a year. Everything's great." But again, I had that same kind of pit in my stomach. Like, no, you're meant for more. I was gaining a ton of weight. I was in the worth worst shape of my life, and just I, I saw the vision of where I was heading, and, and I knew I, I had to hit the reset button, which brings me to my military service. So I decided to join the military, and the kind of personality I have I went straight for the Marines I heard it was the hardest so so I went right for the Marine Corps and and went in there and had a great time I, I excelled really well I got promoted a couple times and did really well in my work I worked on aircraft I was an aircraft ordnance technician so I put bombs on planes is essentially what I did um, did a couple of deployments out at sea with the navy and and enjoyed my time but within a year or two of my 4 year contract I was like again this is not for me I definitely can't do a career here so I, I did, my, did my four years and I got out in 2015. So then I had gotten out and I had all these new skills. I was disciplined. I can get things done. I was motivated. I could push really far. But I also had picked up some very toxic habits in the military, drinking every weekend and weekdays. Suppressing emotions, things that had been suppressed since childhood that I, I never had addressed and, and kept pushing down. So while I had all these good habits and qualities, I had all these toxic ones that were kind of brewing inside of me. Uh, I went to work for a construction company because that, that's kind of what I always did work with my hands, the military, the DPW, and very quickly was like, I can't work for someone. I have to work on my own. So that's when I decided to start my own construction company. It was a flooring business. I kind of took all I had. I had like 5,000 bucks at the time. And I was like, I'm going all in. I bought a concrete machine and built the business up for about five years. And uh, it was going great. The business was scaling. Things were going great on the outside, but my internal world was falling apart. I was drinking heavily. I was using drugs sometimes to escape the pains. And that was the times that I was finding happiness when I was just escaping in these, these external things. So really, everything kind of hit a boiling point and a bubbling point for me. And as we, we talked about you know, in our prior conversations, my breakdown to breakthrough moment happened actually on a plant medicine through a a mushroom experience that, they, what they call an ego transformation. Now, I definitely got lucky with this experience, having being able to have this very deep experience with my fiance there to to facilitate me through. She's actually trained in in uh, harm reduction for psychedelics because it is is something that that's very big and people are experimenting, and experiencing right now. So they have a lot of programs to help people through these experiences because going through this alone can be very difficult. Right. So I had this experience that basically shattered who I thought I was, and especially with my depression. I was in a deep depression at the time, which I didn't even know, spending days on the couch, really irritable, relationships around me, very fragile. And this kind of ripped me out and said, hey, Joe, you're not your emotions. You're not your anger. You're something much more than this. And I kind of got a taste of something much higher and much deeper than myself. And that's really when my whole life began to turn around and shift. And that was that was about three years ago now. That was the path that led me to optimistic where you and me were, were supposed to meet, where I had that experience and ultimately led me to my path of helping men go through the journey that I went through and the journey of transformation of really reclaiming your power reclaiming sovereignty over yourself and defining what it means to be a man on your own terms so basically in a nutshell that's that's where my life kind of take me there's a few other twists and turns there that we might get into but that's basically the over overarching story of what got me to here and uh what, what put me in this position
0: and your story about not finding fulfillment i i i resonate with that with so much because so similar to the narrative that so many other people go through. It doesn't matter if you were in the military or a cop or a business person, or even if you're stay at home moms who, who just want to find something more fulfilling, like everybody at some point, not everybody, but tons of people that I've made connections with hit that roadblock where they just need to have something shift and change in their life. And some people don't know how to even find it. So they just live in that state of, I need something different, but they don't know what it is. Or that fear that paralyzes them right where they're at. They know what they need to do, but they're just too afraid to do it. What was it that you think really helped power you through? Was it was it just being so fed up? Like, What was it that was the major catalyst that, made you kind of break through and shed some of these old things, especially like in this latest cycle. I know you've had a couple of different times that you were in a similar position, but what was this latest one? Because this seems like this one was the breakthrough. It's like everything changed for you in this one.
1: Yeah, definitely. The, The biggest thing that comes up for me is a deep level of awareness. Before I did not have a deep level of awareness of what was driving me, why I was doing things, what was motivating me. So I was kind of just on this autopilot, chasing other people's dreams. And like, I didn't even realize it at the time. So when I had that latest breakthrough, I really became aware of my actions. And like I had said, I didn't even realize I was in a depression. I was had all these these triggers and all these ways I was acting that would, it was right in my face, but I wasn't self-reflecting at all. So after that experience, I started to self-reflect and started to find the world of personal development, which I didn't know was a thing. I didn't know existed. I wasn't listening to motivational speakers at the time. None of that. So once I started to get into that, it it was my newest addiction. I became addicted to learning about myself, about the mind. I say it. I was going to college at the time for business management, but I became a psychology major at home. And that was the biggest thing that enabled me to shift when I first had the awakening, you know, the positive head was actually the biggest thing. I I had this kind of spiritual experience that I didn't have anyone to really talk to about. So I found the positive head. My my fiance actually was like, "Hey, check this podcast out." I would listen to five episodes a day, every day, everywhere I drove. I was just just constantly taking in what Brandon had to say and and understanding this new world that was opened up to. So that was the biggest thing was surrounding my life by things that were lifting me up and completely changing what I was consuming. That's what kept pushing me. That's what kept, and then from there it's a snowball. You know, I, I truly believe when you're on that path that dedicated, there's no turning back. The, the, the doors have been opened. You've, you've gotten a glimpse of what you can become. You've gotten a glimpse of who you came to be. And it was just a process that just t- took over my life in the, in the best kind of ways.
0: Yeah. I mean that, that, what you just said about that's all you consumed, you know, that was all you took in was that stuff because you literally are what you eat. It doesn't matter what you're talking physically, spiritually, mentally. It doesn't matter if certain things are the only you're only taking in a certain substance you're only taking in the negative you're only taking in the worry you're around people who do those kinds of things that's literally what your life is going to be and i guarantee a lot of people who are listening right now who are evaluating their life who are listening to a show like this because they're trying to come out of some sort of a slump they could really take stake in their lives and look and say, you know, what is it that I'm actually listening to day to day? What sort of things am I paying attention to? What sort of news or people or whatever it is, what am I letting into my life? And therefore what is actually being produced as the fruit of the tree of my life. And, you know, doing so like Brandon's, Brandon's podcast is something else. Like it's definitely on more of like the hippo, hippie spiritual side. I'll definitely admit that it's not for everybody, but I'm open up to everything. You know, a lot of his concepts are are awesome. I just had him on as a guest as episodes airing in a couple weeks. Um, he's infectious though, like everything that he does and he talks about and his perspectives, it gets you to, I guess, ask the what ifs in life it asks you it it prompts you to ask you know could this be true could this be true and just those what ifs makes life so much more interesting and when you do that the the gates sort of open up to all possibilities because you're taking in all of these potential things and concepts that he's talking about on his show yeah yeah. Positive head's been a huge one for that. I know so many people who have the same exact story and it, literally his podcast is what motivated me to want to even attempt this one. Um, it's an amazing, amazing thing. And I wish we could have gone out there. I mean, that whole experience with, uh, with mystic manor must've been a trip. I mean, what was, what was that whole thing? Like, cause I mean, that's like a, that's like a living, breathing podcast experience in and of itself. I mean, th- there's nothing like that that I've ever heard of, which was why I was going to go out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was incredible. And you know, I went from, you know, that was a year after my my ego transformation breakthrough experience. So before then, I was in that military mindset, in my anger, depression, t- like very toxic behavior. So I went from one person to the doors getting open. And like you talked about before, I, I had that experience and I was like, Holy crap. I have to save the world. Do people realize what they're doing? And I like kind of like that spiritual ego, like I have to save the world, but like not very grounded. Right. So I was, you know, I had the positive head and then that experience really allowed me to to see that full immersion of that side of it. And and that's where I ended up meeting Samantha Lotus. She, mm-hmm. That was her first week being there. She's she awesome. ended up becoming my my life coach, business coach. So when I decided to become a coach myself, she, she me and my fiance both became coaches and we took a three month course with her after that. So that aligned perfectly, which set us up for the path we were on. So that was a beautiful alignment. And then besides that, we did a past life regression, which I've never been a part of. And I got went through this, this hypnosis technique and went to a past life where I was a contract lawyer um, talking, you know, having, um, what was it, Akashic Records readings where they talk with your ancestors. So like really that getting immersed in that full out there experience. And then also one on t- one time with Brandon to talk about where we are, where we're going. And that was just super valuable to just kind of like hang out under a tree and just like see the, the person behind the podcast and like see how genuine he is and just like how they live they live the word that they speak and how Mm -hmm. that energy just like vibrates in your heart and just makes you want to be better and, and literally changes like codes in your DNA. Like you can feel it change you.
0: Yeah. Agreed. I mean, that was one of the things I was so excited about going out there because I had come from, you know, that was really early on in sort of my my journey out of my previous career into a lot of the mindset that I have right now. I mean, you're talking late 2019. Well, late 2018 is really when I first stepped away. So I'm in that first year. I had just barely started this pot. I think I was still in the phase where I was like going to do my couple first episodes and then, you know, call it a day, just say that I did it before we, I was going to actually go out to California. And I'm looking at everybody who's like part of Positive Head. And I'm like, wow, man, I'm I am stepping way out there. (laughs) I'm stepping way out of my comfort zone with the types of people that were gonna be there. I mean, a lot of these people are like music festival kind of people, just no one I've ever been around. But that part of the fear was something that I'm like, well, it's because it's uncomfortable, I need to go do this. But then I found out that, you know, we we started our, our little Discord group where we were chatting. And then I find out, you know, you're a veteran. You were, you know, right down the road in New Jersey, a couple hours away. But um, it was super exciting to see that you were going to be there. It was kind of the biggest bummer about not being able to go there because it'd be great to have two different people with very similar backgrounds in sort of that foreign environment to go through that whole thing. But, you know, hey, universe does whatever it's got to do for whatever reasons. Cool thing is you're not even that far away now, which I know. We'll end up connecting in 3D at some point for sure. Like I definitely got to get you and Dariana up here. I think you guys would be a blast, and you'd enjoy what we what we've got up here. But yeah, the, the like we were talking about some of the stuff that they do. People might be listening to this the, the podcast and kind of wondering like, what is Akashic Records reading? What is a past life regression? I've never been through either one of those things, but I did just recently go through a simple breathwork seminar or or whatever you want to call it, a, a breathwork. Uh, exercise, you know, it was about an hour and a half long. I'll tell you, I'm open toward literally everything now, just from the experience of what a breathwork session can actually do. Um, was there anything that was like? I mean, the breathwork thing for me, it just it blew my mind. Like I had all sorts of weird physical things happen just from changing my the way that I was breathing, and it was its own experience in itself. Have you gone through anything like that separately from? whatever you did with, with mushrooms. I'll definitely want you to tell some of that story too. Um, but was there anything that was similar that was like groundbreaking as far as an experience for you?
1: Yeah, definitely. I had a similar experience on a breathwork. So this was about a year, year and a half ago. I was in my personal development and I decided to do the same thing. I, I mean, my fiance one night we were like, Hey, I heard this breathwork's really powerful. Let's do, let's do a breathwork on YouTube. So we toss a a breathwork exercise on and it was about an hour, hour and a half breathwork. It was like a heavy breathing breathwork exercise. And we, we, we went through, we went through and through. And what happens is, is, is these emotions and these, these feelings and things come up. And what came up for me in this experience was I had a sexual trauma at the age of 14, about 14, 12 with a babysitter that my brain shut off at the age. I couldn't, I couldn't comprehend what happened. And so, It kind of just got shut out of my memory my whole life. And now that I'd been working on myself, doing personal development, and was in a more stable place, this experience unlocked something from my past. And I remember getting out of it like, man, babe, I I went into a memory of like, being kind of sexually abused when I was from a babysitter I was like I don't know how to digest that and I sat with it for a while and like really thought about it and dug into it and like it was just so real and I literally went back into the the memory and it was very real and I really I confirmed it and I I ended up following up with it I knew who the person was I followed up with that person and and since confronted it and not in a negative way, in a very positive way, I've, I've forgiven. And that has moved me completely through something that I didn't even know is hurting me and causing me pain in my life. So yeah, I definitely had a profound experience for something that that I kept locked away my whole life, had no, no clue about that was unlocked by just breathing and focusing on these things that were, were coming up.
0: That's wild. So you had no Inclination of this thing even being a memory in your life until you did the breathwork session.
1: Yeah, none whatsoever. Wow, not, not even a, not a clue. That's why we were both taken so back, and there was you know a little bit of like, did I just make this up? Is this right. crazy? But there's these things just like kind of like that past life, life regression we were talking about you're, you think for a moment, your brain's like, am I making this up? But there's this feeling inside you like, no, this is, I felt something. It's like deeper than something that comes from the brain. And it was that same kind of experience. Um, So yeah, it was, uh, it was that definitely took me from the side. And I definitely knew that, if I had remembered that or that had come up a different moment, I might not have been able to handle that that experience, especially when I was in my darker days and I had suicidal thoughts and and I was in my depression. Like I don't, I wouldn't have been able to handle something like that. So it just goes to show that things come up to us as as we can handle them. And Really, I that got me really big. There's a book called The Body Keeps the Score, um, and I got really big into trauma response and traumas because I'm sure there's plenty of people, especially rape victims, things like that, that have that have made claims like this, and they're like, "Oh well, you're full of shit. You didn't remember it. You're just bringing this up now." I can't imagine the amount of other people that have gone through something like this and have been held at the stake called a liar when this is the, when it's just clearly not the case this is a defense mechanism that that we that we embody
0: i i can speak to a lot of the schooling that i did when when i was going to college i took a very psychology heavy criminal justice route and that does literally happen like victims of trauma will glaze over stuff they will they will scar it over mentally so it's a defense mechanism like you said it's something that they just won't remember and because of it people will doubt their truthfulness because it's like well how come this wasn't more of a thing why didn't you bring it up and there's sometimes experiences whether it's Another trauma that happens, or I mean, it could be something even like as simple as a car crash, you know, or the death of a person. It's anything that can jolt that loose. And then all of a sudden, boom, the memory just comes flooding back and or someone else reporting like they wonder why all of a sudden when some one person makes a claim, and it's a famous person or something, a whole bunch of other things come out uh, with other people is because it, be, it becomes a headline, these people remember it and it comes out. But Yeah. But wow, that's wild that you just had no memory about it. But I mean, I can speak from experience myself, that whole breathwork thing, it got me so locked into my body. And it was borderline terrifying. But it was it was like, I found it hilarious after it was over with I'm laying there on my back, I'm trying to get the feeling back in my hands and my feet and stuff. And I'm holding back a like belly laugh. Cause I'm like, what the hell just happened to me? It, I mean, it locks you into your body and whatever's happening in that now moment. And you've got nothing else to focus on, except for just literally in so in tune with yourself. So I could see how that could move all sorts of stuff, buried, covered up, whatever you want to say, but definitely profound experiences. i mean, like, I can't advocate enough for people going through that with the right people. Like you, de- you definitely got to be with facilitators or have people that you, you trust and know what they're doing with those kind of things, which is a good segue into the um, microdosing or, or mushroom experience that helped you get old. Cause I know a lot of veterans who are using some, like some, uh, they're using like ayahuasca or they're using a microdosing of mushrooms. And this stuff in a matter of one session is doing what years worth of therapy still can't even do. And Millions of people are going through this. I don't know, millions, but maybe tens of thousands are going through these treatments and coming out of the other side and just being like, I'm literally as cured as I think cured could actually be considered through these plant medicine treatments. What was your experience with yours?
1: Definitely the the same thing, Um, you know, kind of going into it. You know, our brains get these patterns. And it's called the default default mode network. So it gets into a certain way of thinking, and it's like ski ski tracks going down a mountain. You keep going down the same track to get deeper and deeper, and it gets harder to get out of them. And what this psychedelic experience does is it blows the door open. It 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 mimics the serotonin receptors, so that your brain literally rewires itself and looks at itself in different ways. They call it neuroplasticity. They didn't think before that the brain could do that. They thought if you lost neuro Lost connection, that was it. Well, they're finding out that's completely false. And what, what that did for me, like I said, I was like, I'm my anger. And I would get angry. I'd punch a hole in the wall. I'd yell. I'd scream. I, I attached to my emotions. And what this did was it allowed me to disattach from my emotions and from my brain and from living in my brain. You know, I became to realize that. I am a soul that has a body. I am not a body with a soul, you know, before I kind of identified as my body. So when I identify with it, I couldn't create separation. And I couldn't control it. So what these, what these did with, you know, with that first breakthrough session, and then with the follow on sessions that I did with facilitation was it allowed me to, A face things that I hadn't faced before, you know, things like your own mortality, things, you know, like traumas of the past, things that we don't want to think about, but we need to process before they come. You know, and that was a huge lesson for me of just looking at my life from a different different perspective. So you know, like you know, that microdosing concept is the same thing. So you, you brought microdose. So what that is is like you know a a a dose of say three grams is like a deep like you're very every, all the circuits are firing, everything's connected. You're having these very deep experiences. A microdose is a point two. It's a very minuscule amount. And there's no psychedelic effect. But what it's doing over time is allowing that neuro regeneration. So over time of doing it, it's not every day. They do like three or four days a week. It's like anything you take every day. You become reliant upon it. Not that there's addic- addictive quality, but still we have this ability to do it ourselves. These are just tools that we're using like anything else. That we use vitamins everything's a tool that we use so that microdose just is is a, is a little bit of a booster to get those neurons firing in different ways get you out of your old thought pattern so you actually can make the, the changes that last and you can make the differences in your life that you want to make because quite frankly the brain wants to stay the same it's a safety mechanism all change whether good or bad is throws up a red flag and the brain's like nope i want to stay where i am they call it upper limit problems. There's a fantastic book called "The Big uh, The Big Leap," and and it's a, a book about what's called upper limit problems, where we go to get a promotion or or any new big change, whether it be good or bad, and the brain's like. Oh, no, something new's happening. I have to do something to keep where I am. So we sabotage the promotion. We sabotage the relationship. We do all these things on a subconscious level to ruin where we're going because we don't think we deserve it or we're afraid of that change. Mm-hmm. So understanding that the brain is a tool, which is a great servant, but a horrible master, which mm-hmm. is a, a very common term that you hear. Is that's at the root of it all. If if I could put it into one term of what's been going on, the the psychedelics removed me from my brain and allowed me to create separation, which is really when you get into meditation, that's what you're doing. You're cultivating that skill.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's and one important thing to say is you know back when I was a kid, you you know we knew people that would like go get mushrooms in the field and like take them and they go on these psychedelic trips. It's like. There's been people who like at been eighteen years worth of being in law enforcement, I saw people who were actually like hardcore tripping off mushrooms. and I've heard I didn't actually deal with any, but I heard stories about people who did serious harm themselves and sometimes died. Because they didn't know what they were doing. So I'll say that first off is that anybody who's looking into this, especially since I know there's some young listeners out there from demographics and stuff, that though this is nothing you mess around with. Like you don't, you don't just take it as a um, you know, it's not like you just drinking a beer, it's not like smoking a joint. Like this is serious stuff. Like you do it with facilitators and um y- you do it with people who are knowing what they're doing. I mean, there's special practitioners out there who are working with people, specifically like military veterans who are getting through. PTSD and stuff like that. Like it's, it's like a real treatment. Like you'd go to see a psychologist or something like that. So um, nothing to mess around with, but super, super potent because there's every single person who are, who that I've ever read, who's gone through these experiences says that it's a massive, massive shift from the traumas they had been in and how they came out of the other side and literally felt like a whole person again.
1: Yeah. And anyone who's interested maps is like the overarching, Um, organization. It's the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. This isn't going anywhere now. They squashed it back in the 70s, but it's not going anywhere. They're studying this at, at NYU, Harvard, all the big top organizations are studying it. So this is coming out clinically and Mm -hmm. medically. So, you know, there are practitioners and there's, there's actually legal churches that do these things, which you can trust too. These people know what they're doing, but if you really want to understand what's going on in the movement that's happening with that, another enormous one is MDMA. I don't have the experience with that, but I know I follow them and that's like a huge, they're having breakthrough couples therapies and that's another breakthrough one. So if you're seriously interested, if you have PTSD, they're really honing in on the ptsd people so check out maps they're they're an incredible organization with a great vision and, and mission so definitely check them out
0: yeah and i've heard people talk about like the ayahuasca and they have special churches for that as well like i've heard of what people like joe rogan have talked about with some of those things and so they don't really are they're not really doing it from more of like a healing perspective they're doing it as a sort of a recreational trying to experience the kind of thing but Um, everybody says like the connection that they get with how their brains just get kind of cleared out and uh, all the, all the stuff that happens with it. i I just kind of equated to this breath work session because I'm not a big person on on substances. I mean, I live a very clean life after all my health issues and stuff like that. I very rarely ever drink and I just don't, I I don't take substances. So I, I like to have something that was a breath work do a profound level of what it did for me. I'm still unpacking it. I mean, we're going on three weeks later and I'm still, I still Uh think back to that night and I'm like, man, what, what happened to me that night? Um, it's cool stuff though. It's just, it shows you how much everybody in the everyday world doesn't realize what more their minds are meant for and what they're capable for and how, you know, the, the stresses of life and the things that, that, people let weigh them down like an anchor can be broken away from. So absolutely easy with something as simple as going to like an hour and a half breath work, because it's like a, it's like a landslide. After that, you go to something like that and you're like, okay, I want more. And you try to figure out what else your brain is capable of.
1: Absolutely. And that, that's, that's big too. Like I said, these are tools. We have the powers through the breath and to do this all ourselves, you know, I was in a position where, you know what, did I probably need those for a little kick in the butt then? Absolutely. It was like a year therapy wrapped into one. So absolutely, it was a tool that I would say I need back then. But the journey for me is eventually to not have to take these like, like, I did continually take them to get through some things. But now I'm at a point where I don't need to anymore, because I know my traumas, I understand what's going on. At the end of the day, and understanding psychology on a much deeper level, now, you have to feel it to heal it and we don't feel things, we're taught not to feel things, we wanna run away from everything. But when we feel them, that's when we transmute our pains and we get over them. And, and the big thing is when we forgive, forgiveness isn't for other people, it's for ourselves. And that's that weight that we hold on to. So at the end of the day, that's what they did for me. I just w- didn't have that mental capability and that, that willpower and fortitude or understanding to even dig into it. And like we realized before, you know, do that story, I didn't even know some of the things I had to face. Yeah. So that's, that's really at the core of it. We have to feel these things to move through them. And then our world changes. And that, that
0: letting go, like you said, the letting go of some of that stuff can be scary, you know, and it, it takes a lot to to actually want to move on. And these experiences, like we can talk about it all we want, and it's right at people's fingertips, but they have to want to shift their life. And like you said, you you said it before about how people can get so sort of caught up in what's comfortable and the brain's like, no, 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 don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. That's going to that's gonna change everything I know. So it's when people have the fear of what those experiences might actually be, is it actually a fear of doing a breathwork session? Because someone like me did it and, you know, I come out the other side and there was nothing, nothing that major. Like it kind of shook me up a little bit, but it was in a great way. Are people afraid to do those kinds of things? It's different doing a breathwork than it is maybe going for like an ayahuasca journey, (laughs) but, but is it that people don't want to get better that holds them back from going and exploring more about themselves? I've talked to people who, you know, are are, um, older figures in my life about some of the concepts that I've learned, some of the things I've talked about, and they just completely dismissive or shut right down about it. Or they just give you that, like, I'm looking through you kind of like I'm paying, I'm looking at you, but I'm not paying attention. You know, they just kind of trail off. And it's because a lot of people just don't want to change. You're so ingrained in it. Um, but the brain doesn't want to let go. It's, it's, uh, it's a tough process
1: yeah yeah and so many people you know write the stories you know stories is a huge thing we we are the stories that we tell about ourselves and people yep. I hear it all the time and I think I've become obsessed with rewriting those stories for people or at least bringing it up. Like I am this or like, Oh, I'm this age. This is how I am. Like, if you say that, then it is. But if you want to rewrite that story at any time, that's why I don't put myself in any box, whether it's vegan, whatever diet I'm on, no matter what box it is, I don't say it because then I just lock myself into it. And quite frankly, we're not meant to be locked into any boxes. Yeah. You know? So it really, it comes down to those stories for sure. So was there
0: was there any singular experience that you feel like you went through that that kind of gave you the current level of spirituality that you have now? I mean, are you do you consider yourself a religious person or a spiritual person? Like what is what is your spiritual or religious perspective if you have any?
1: Yeah, I would definitely consider myself spiritual. So before my awakening, I you know, my family kind of we went to church on a couple holidays, a couple times a year, but quite frankly, religion didn't resonate deep with me. I went to it and I see the good in, in kind of all religions. You know, I think it's a great thing, but I feel like all kind of there's there's some marks missing and they just they never resonated deeply with me. Then I had my spiritual experience where I actually, I had an out-of-body experience. So that that moment, I remember crying because I was like, holy crap, we, we exist beyond this. It could have been something in the brain, but to me in that experience, I left my body. I went somewhere, I experienced something, I came back. So that was like, kind of like I said, my world shattered and I was like, I need to figure out what I believe now. And that's what brought me to Positive Head. And so, you know, my views are, on the view of we are all one source consciousness, beyond this reality at the core of everything is just one thing. And we come here to experience life and to grow as souls just to have experience because we're, when we're all one thing, when it's just everything's one, you can't experience anything because you're everything. So this experience is here For us to be little fragments of that main source consciousness, to have this experience, to learn and to grow, it's basically a big learning ground, a big playground. So that's really what what, what resonated most deeply with me and through my experiences of what I've been through, we're basically on this journey of souls advancing and going through, I believe in reincarnation and that we go through multiple lives Going back to ultimately one day, we go to this enlightened state where we go back to source and probably start all over again. It's just this limitless loop of growth and development and experience. So that's definitely my viewpoint. It was heavily on positive head. Like I say, getting into that and really that then that, that whole world of spirituality opened up to me. Um, and again, like, I, I believe all religions are, are this, are singing the same song in a different way, mm-hmm. you know, with a little bit of, of human, perspective kind of twisted on it. Whereas spirituality, I forget, I think they said like religion is being, is, like thinking about it and spirituality is experiencing it, having a deeper experience of that, of that source, of that oneness, of that connectedness. So that's, that's definitely what I resonate deeply with and, and what I, what I believe in, but whether you call it God source, whatever words you have for it, it's all the same thing. It's this one loving energy. That's here. That's connecting everything that's here. That's guiding us. That's helping us. And that's, that's, that's in everything that we do.
0: Absolutely. And then I mean, whenever we have the profound shifts in the, of those experiences, we find to find the connection in similar people. And because of that, a lot of people start to fall away in life. And that can be one of the perils of the entire sort of awakening experience. I feel like the whole awakening word gets used too often. I wish there was something else you could use for it. It's kind of like yeah. the word God gets used. And, you know, God to me is a very limited uh, perspective of what I believe in as a higher source or whatever you want to call it, you know, universe. Uh, I just, I feel like God is the guy on the chair with the beard who is, you know, very, you know, you get a fear of him. You're judged by him. It's a guy, you know, the universe, it, the universe is, is, you know, doesn't have a gender, you know, it's like, um, but you'll find like when you find that connection or you seek it a little bit more you'll often find that you end up getting disconnected from people who are in a different, a different mindset and you start to gravitate and you, you, I don't know, I guess you tend to fall away from people and you go through a bit of a lonely cycle. Like, do you, if you found that, did you have that time period where it felt like literally you were disconnected from everybody, but then made these connections in other places?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. It was a difficult time. Um, I I had this, you know, I'll have to use the term awakening where I woken up to all this and I was still hanging out with the friends and and you know, it was a good group of friends I went to high school with, but again, we were I was resonating at a different frequency now, different things were on my mind. So I hung out with them and slowly it started to drift away and I really hit this. Identity crisis because again then I stopped my construction company my old friends were falling away but my new vision I wasn't yet a coach I didn't have all of this new like what I call soul family now because it's it's these growth relationships these relationships where it's not about drinking on the weekend it's like how can I help you grow we're having weekly calls about what we're up to how we're growing what we're you know good things bad things so I became it you know before I had hit that it was definitely this neutral area like hunker down, just working on myself. Luckily, I had my partner going through it with me. So I was living with her and she was kind of on the same wavelength of that, but it it definitely got lonely. But it wasn't difficult, I would say, because I knew I was going towards something greater than myself. I knew I was moving towards something like that. And that's definitely something huge, huge, huge in the process. 90% of this, this whole changing your habits, changing who you are is letting go letting go of the habits that don't serve you, of the people that don't serve you. Once you tell the universe, I'm letting go, you th- it's gonna send you the things, the habits, the people that you need. And uh, when I made those conscious choices in these big moments of like, oh, should I go do this and go into an old habit or should I go to this new festival with a lot of conscious people? When I made that decision, connections made, clients, things that I couldn't even imagine. So when we, when we try to put our plan and, and hold on to an outcome, we're just holding back the immense possibilities that are meant for us. So anyone out there who's going through this, it, it definitely can be difficult, but on the other side, I promise you, it's people that you've been doing with this, this with for a long time that are going to support you and and support your growth. And as long as you make space for it.
0: And then when you make that space, how profound is of a a shift that you look back at some of them, especially me from a guy's perspective, you look back on some of the people you had hung around with or the people that you're kind of letting go from. And you notice how very toxic of a masculinity that most of them have, like they'll look at you because you're moving away from a lot of the, you know, quote unquote, toxic masculinity type things. And you almost feel like you're kind of judged a lot more by those people, like it, they're all still in their click and you're kind of moving away from it and kind of without being too judgmental, kind of looking down on the way that they approach the world. They approach their spouses, significant, significant others, the way they approach their life and their jobs, what's important and what's not. And all those things that typecast and that, that toxic masculinity that I was massively a part of at a certain point, I can say that was, I was like, that was the, president of that club at some point, you know, but you shift away from all that stuff. And then you kind of take that a little bit of a higher road and get to look at that perspective from a different angle. And you get kind of like, Oh man, I can't believe I was there. And you try and bring some of those people along with you. But I I don't know, I guess it's that whole, if you have those glasses to see the world in a different way, you, you know, you can't ever take them off and you can't really ever give them to anybody else who doesn't want to wear them. Um, I'm guessing your experience was probably similar in that fact that you had people who fell away that fell in that category.
1: Yeah, definitely. There was some, there's some that definitely still reach out. Um, you know, being that light, there's definitely people, you know, when I had gone to some parties, especially as I was advancing a little more in my like personal development, you know, kind of catch me on the side, surprise me a little bit. So one thing I have learned is like, you know, shine your light and and share your perspective and be you and some people will surprise you like Mm -hmm. you said you can't hand the glasses off but you can shine your light you can be you and and you can help show people and help them step into their authenticity vulnerability is a superpower and when you do it you get permission to others to do it so yeah it's it's definitely looking back at that like you said that toxic masculinity it's it's crazy what goes on and especially when we talk about that growth relationships where back then you're just ragging on each other talking bad things and it's normal. you're just like, oh yeah and you're saying all this hurtful stuff which has now knowing now has an enormous hurtful effect on the subconscious, on the relationships. so the name calling the, the the ragging on I mean I'm looking back now that rag, that you know especially growing up in the fire department, you know there was good guys. But the teasing and, and the making fun of, that weighed so heavily on me. And that's why I was always looking for identity. It was the story of like, well, I'm obviously not good enough as I am. So I need to figure out what I have to do and change on the outside to be more acceptable, to be a way that people like me. So that's how I got stuck in that rut. And that's the, the rut that so many guys find themselves in. And that's why they're you know jerks to their girlfriends or, or yelling at other guys or looking for fights. It's all a result of that right there. And all the people have to do is just support one another, be nice to one another. And and you change that whole dynamic.
0: Yeah. And, and I know what you're talking about when you say some people will surprise you because I can think of three of the people in my previous career. I can think of three specific people who I have seen since I walked away, who I felt criticized me probably the most when I did walk away and made that choice. Um, and three of the people that I was the closest to All of a sudden, I kind of I know they follow along with the stuff that I do. I've seen them shift their lives in pretty profound ways. And they are probably the three that I would never guess would have, you know, the ones that I felt the most judged by. So you're absolutely right. You know, it's it's great to hear those kinds of things and have reminders. And that's why it's great to be reverberating off of like minded people, because it's so easy easy to get remember kind of like the negative parts of where you've been and always having someone else's positive perspective and you're surrounding yourself with these positive people so that when you look back in the mirror in a negative perspective and be like yeah well look back on it in such a way where you've learned but also look at where maybe some of the people are coming along And, and just you telling part of your story reminded me like yeah I actually know three guys who are I guess, surprising me too. Like three people are surprising me maybe because of how I've inspired them. Maybe not. I don't know. But either way, it's, it's cool to see this kind of mindset spread like a good virus. You know, it's, it's happening in the world and it's awesome to see.
1: Absolutely. And just maintaining that mindset of like, not like you were talking about before, like not looking down They're like their day one is, you know, comparing that to our day 100, they are where they're at and really meeting people where they're at. And it can be difficult, especially when you're doing all this work, all this internal work, you're like, guys, wake the heck up. Yeah, What are you doing over there? But you know, and and sometimes you really have to release, especially with loved ones, you have to come to the fact of like, it may not be for them in this lifetime. It just may not. And you know, maybe not everyone listening believes in reincarnation, but going off of that belief I have, I know that they have another lifetime where they could be this a uh, completely influential leader. And there's all these, we're on an evolutionary process. So that helps me ground into the fact of like, uh, who am I to judge and say, because I was in that position and someone could have looked at me and said the same exact thing. And I have a daily gratitude practice, of course. And I always bring gratitude to relationships that got me to where I am for the friendships that I had. I always give gratitude and I give gratitude to my, to my pains and struggles every day because without them, I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't have the powers I have now. Um, so that, that's a big part of it too.
0: It is, which is a great segue into what you're doing now. Um, tell everybody a little bit about the stuff that you've got going on. You've got your new website, positive and all the stuff that you've got going along with that. It's kind of new for you and you're moving into all that stuff. So what does Joe have going on with the positive veteran?
1: Yeah. So when I came into the coaching industry, I was, you know, that you have to figure out kind of a niche is what it's called. Who do you want to work with? Who you could best serve? So, you know, I look back on my life, what i had been through, and I began to just really dissect my growth process and how I got from point A to point Z and how I could help other men do the same thing and, you know, going through some things back and forth. Finally, this, this this positive veteran persona came up. It was an idea for a Facebook group, actually. Um, I wanted, because I was in these, all these Facebook groups for veterans, and they were toxic as hell. People talking crap, half-naked women all over the place, and, and just like a lot of negativity. And I'm here I am trying to find positivity in my life. So I created this Facebook group called The Positive Veteran. Um, and that's for you know for veterans. Sorry, so it's only veterans are of listeners for this. And that's just a community to to have positivity. I post guide videos and and, and updates and daily posts in there. Um, but I kind of just took on that persona. I was like, I am the positive veteran. I turned my life around from negativity to positivity and really embodied that. And what I came to learn after doing a lot of market research and talking with men is there's a lot of men who want to change out there, but they don't know how, and they they've tried and, and they tried things and it doesn't stick. And they, they just really can't put the handle on how to really implement the change again with the brain wanting to stay where it is. Um, you know, they, they couldn't implement this change. So that's really where I directed my energy is I, I understand the toxic masculinity. I understand being a veteran or like even in the police department, fire department it's all that same kind of energy in there and coming out of it and wanting to change and be that better person, you know, is, is a challenging process. So I really stepped into that role of like being a men's coach, you know, holding. I, I I'm going to be doing group coaching, men's circles, and that's really what I've dedicated my life to is really working with men. And another big thing that came that comes up all the time is men having deeper relationships. I hear it all the time. I can't connect with men. I can't connect with men. I struggle connecting with men, you know, through all these surface level relationships that we cultivate, and ultimately. The relationship we have with ourselves, when we're not connected to ourselves, we're not connecting to other people, and that's at the root of it all. You know, I, I really feel like for a lot of it. So, so that's really what I'm doing right now. I'm and my Facebook page, my um, I'm putting out content all the time. I love psychology and the brain that like gets me going. You know, habits and habit making and how the mind works. So every day I'm getting on videos, I'm posting content. I love to post free content and just. Hit things in the right way to change someone's perspective to hopefully make a massive shift in their life. And then going up from that, the group coaching, and then all the way up to the tier is my one on one coaching where I do a three month program. And that three month program is what I said before I really nitpicked and put a magnifying glass on my transformation process and said, What did I actually do? What did I go through? And I laid a framework. It's called See Yourself, Free Yourself, Be Yourself. You know, we talked about awareness that first month of just seeing who you are, seeing your actions, what's good, what's bad, what's working, what's not, then freeing yourself of these habits that are holding you back, these people, these patterns. And then that last month of being yourself, stepping into your most authentic version of yourself and who you want to be. So I have a workbook, I have activities that I've cultivated, YouTube resources. And beyond that, I'm going to be putting out courses, Free stuff, you know, paid stuff. I'm trying to put things out at every level to give guys tons of resources to start making this change and to start showing them it's possible. And they're not the only ones out there doing it. So a lot of moving parts. Uh, I'm still, you know, in the middle phases of things, you know, still getting things going, but it's been an exciting process. and, And every person I talk to, every engagement I have helps me to grow, gain deeper experience. I'm the teacher and, and the student at the same time, you know, I'm not here as some guru here to tell you how to live your life. It's actually the exact opposite. I'm a guy who's just kind of figured out some stuff. I'm still figuring out stuff. And I'm here to show you how to figure out stuff, you know, guiding you to your own answers, not just, not just being some guy spitting knowledge at you and just saying, oh, here, do this. And your life's going to be better because I, I don't believe that's the path to change. You, you have all the tools. And that's at the core of what I my belief is. Nobody's broken here. We all have the tools to do this. We all have the knowledge, the capabilities. It's just kind of understanding how to put those pieces together and having some accountability along the way. So that's that's my role. That's what I, that's, you know, if you haven't heard of coaching before, or don't really know what it's about. That's really what I do in the role that I've stepped into.
0: Sounds amazing, brother. Um, I'm so proud to see where you've come from. and I mean, this program sounds like it wouldn't just be beneficial for people that are veterans. I mean, this sounds like an amazing program. I'm definitely intrigued. Um, but it's, it's a great program, great content, and I'm excited to see where you're going, but also the story in and of itself is just inspiring. It's great to see when people triumph over all the things that they've had going on in life to reach a point where not only they doing great, but they're doing so good. Their cup is so full that now they're out there doing that for other people. And I'm excited to to hook up with you and Dariana at some point. You guys are so close. We definitely got to touch base uh, in the next few months before you guys get too busy doing things. Either we'll come down there, or you guys come up here. But either way, we definitely got to hook up some point.
1: Absolutely. I I see us uh, co-creating a lot of stuff. And the same goes for you. I remember listening to your podcast back when you had your first, I think I I listened to your first episode when it first came out and what this has blossomed into and the people that you've had on and the conversations, it's it's an incredible podcast. And and I've I've been doing a couple others and the the way you run a podcast is is bar none. The way you, you intake, the way the questions you ask, the way you engage, it's phenomenal. And I see so many great things for you in this podcast. So I can, I'm excited to continue to listen and, and to bring great value from this podcast as well.
0: Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I mean, really, things like that compliments like that, it really lights a fire, you know, when your efforts go out there into the world, and you see the impact that you can make, no matter what it is that you want to do, if you're trying to impact people in a positive way, um, hearing the feedback that you're actually doing it is an amazing thing. And you as well, man, can't wait to see the things that you're going to accomplish. And we'll definitely have to check back in over time and see where everything is shaking out for you and the impact that you're making on the world and looking forward to it. Really?
1: Cool. Sounds great. Absolutely.
0: All right, man. So where can people find you? We'll definitely include everything in the show notes, but go ahead and mention where people can look you up if they're trying to find Joe Walters.
1: Yeah. So uh, the website is positiveveterancoaching.com on there. It has links to my Facebook um, and that's facebook.com slash the positive veteran. The Facebook group is the positive, the positive veteran. So, Keeping a little uh, synchronicity with all those in there. Um, Like I said, on the Facebook page is where I post all that free content, daily videos and stuff like that. And then the website has about coaching, a bit about me where you can book me. So again, that was PositiveVeteranCoaching.com. And then The Positive Veteran on Facebook is is for the uh, Facebook page. And then that, if you're a veteran and you're looking for a positive community to uplift, support one another, the Positive Veteran is the name of that Facebook group. We would love to have you in there. It's growing quickly, and we're excited to see where that goes as well. That's kind of like my broader labor of love. That's not like a business thing where I'm just trying to sell in there because, like you said, I don't work with just veterans. I I knew I wanted to work with, with all men looking for change in their life. So that is just a community that I knew needed to happen and that I'm looking to continue to build. So those are the main sources, and I, I look forward to hearing from anyone who has some interest, any questions. I, uh, I'd love to connect.
0: Awesome, Joe. It's been an awesome conversation with you, man, and looking forward to talking with you down the road. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Heath. Much appreciated. A huge thanks to Joe, the positive veteran Walters, for stopping by the show. And a big congratulations to him for coming from where he's come from to what he's accomplishing now out there in the world. And if you also have an interesting or inspiring story to tell, hit me up. Maybe we can get you on the show. You can reach me at connect at livethislife.org that's c-o-n-n-e-c-t at livethislife.org also don't forget to give us a like and a follow on YouTube TikTok, Facebook, Instagram and please whatever platform you're listening on leave a rating and a review it will help us reach new listeners and keep on accelerating the podcast to new heights which helps us reach more people spread more positivity and makes this a better place for all of us until next time keep living